No, 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 no. You're gonna be fine. We just gotta get you to a hospital, okay? Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Come on. Give me a second, okay? Okay. run away this time, right? No, 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 no. You didn't run. You're gonna have to look after those little sheep for me, okay? No, you're gonna do that yourself. Nah, man. Say I'm gonna look after them. Say it. Hey everybody, this is Tony with the Stranger Things Podcast. So I'm finally back in the saddle doing the final episode for season four. Um, I've been a little bit under the weather for uh, for about a week and a half. It's just it, just this whole regional, uh, seasonal allergy thing and just lost my voice for a couple days and I, uh, it's just been a nightmare. But I am back to finish off what I have started in the final volume of season four. So we're going to jump right into the episode. This, uh, this last little bit of this uh, episode, it has just been such a joy. There's just been so many thrills, so many uh, frightening things that have happened within this particular part of the episode but just in the season in general this year it's just been so much fun 
to uh, to really explore everything that is uh, that has been going on. And just to jump right into this part of the episode, uh, so the clocks are going off, and the others realize that Max is Max is now dead, and just the realization of not knowing if she's truly truly dead but they know that once that clock that 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 final clock has gone off that this means nothing good whatsoever and just the realizations on on everyone's faces pretty much in all the locations that they are currently in it's just so telling on and on how much they they really care for one another and you know, it was just so gut-wrenching to to see their facial expressions, to see this real emotion coming forth without really having to say much of anything. And this really felt like a moment to me, this really felt like a moment like, wait a minute, this could actually happen. We could actually have one of our major players in the uh, on the show die and just the heaviness of that moment and the way it was played out was just so uh, it was just so well done and then there is the the splitting of the ground and the gates just starting to open up all over the place this has really elevated the show to a place where we haven't yet seen it um, be elevated and it, it 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 really expanded the stakes in what we're seeing uh, with our characters with their hometown and really all over the world and now we've got this uh, inclusion of uh, Yuri and Dimitri and they're they're now seeing that this is a bit bigger than what they thought it was and like I said this changes everything and just this this cliffhanger at the end of this episode is just so good but it's yet it's so satisfying at the same time and we almost get this bit of uh, cinematic uh, music and just the scale in this season has been so great. But we get this really cinematic moment uh, towards the end where everybody is walking up. It's almost like I, I, I kind of um, compare it to the Lord of the Rings. And they're getting ready to uh, head to the, uh, the towers. And they, they have the ring or they're looking for the ring. And it's just this grandiose uh, building of, of, of tension and just great character development, which I loved so much. And then there's this little small side uh, side thing, which I was kind of happy to see, but Jason is just getting split in half. And if you're not really paying attention to this, it'll just go right past you, but he gets like literally severed in half as the gate starts to open and he's just a big part of all of this and you know his death was just unfortunately you know or fortunately for the character because you know these are fictional characters but 
he, he, you know, his up, you know, comeuppance is, you know, is greatly, greatly deserved in that very moment. But it was just such a, I love the way they, they pay attention, the Duffer Brothers and the producers and everyone pays a lot of attention to the, uh, to the detail within this show. And that was just such a significant thing, but it was done in such an insignificant way that if you just blinked for a second or two, you completely missed that whole aspect, but it was so large and people are like, wow, that was just something that we just didn't see coming, at least uh, in that very uh, moment. But like I said, he was such a significant character and a driving force and such a great, uh, true uh, human villain. And this was just one of the moments in the show that I thought, okay, they are firing on all cylinders at this point in the show. And then to jump uh, ahead a little bit, uh, Eleven goes into the void to awaken Max. And we know that she... Uh, she has these special, these, these new powers that we're starting to see, and it seems like she's getting a bit stronger. And um, as I talked about in one of the uh, one of the uh, previous episodes, it was a little bit of a of an aside, but I think that she is really, really going to um, uh, Kali is is going to is going to come back at some point, and I think they're going to need as much help as they possibly can because, like I said, the Duff Brothers just don't throw someone into a, a storyline, especially as as significant as she was, um, and I think she's going to need some some help, some some you know even more so of the support that she has, but she's going to need some more moral support, you know, going through this final battle to, uh, to end all of the battles and whether or not that comes in the way of a sacrifice of Kali or even 11, I don't know, but there's just so many great things going on here. And then the Scooby gang finally arriving in Hawkins after this, uh, quest, this, this, this journey. And this is just one of the uh, things I love about it. It was just that moment like, yes, everyone is back together again, minus Lucas, but he's in the hospital with uh, Max. And that's a whole nother um, uh, topic that I'll cover here in a moment. But just just seeing everyone and just their happy embraces. And it's like, yes, this core group is back together again. And we're getting a lot of this really wonderful uh camaraderie between the entire gang even uh even karen the mom is, is really getting into all of this and they don't know all of exactly what's going on but i think a lot of people are starting to get a sense that something is different something has changed and it's just really really great to see all of that being played out uh on the screen and then the aftermath of the gate starting to open up or the 7.4 earthquake is, is being seen by the game. And it, like, like I said, it's this everything has just been uh, really taken up to a different notch. I mean, the, the stakes are high. And when I say the 7.4 earthquake, you know, that's definitely in our air quotes because we all know exactly what's going on. But uh, most of the town doesn't. But they're trying to figure out and wonder why all of these things keep happening. What's 
what's going on and, and, and I think we're finally going to uh, to get some answers to a lot of that um, at least the um, the townspeople are they're gonna get a lot of answers to uh, to a lot of what's going on in this next season because this is gonna open it up uh, uh, widely open everything up but that is just one of the uh, one of the uh, best best scenes you know starting to see a lot of this ash start to slowly fall and the world the upside down is being introduced introduced to the new world and things are really uh starting to 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 come to the forefront and i'm just loving everything that they're uh that they're doing with these uh characters in this in the storyline I'm going to take a, uh, a brief break here, and uh, I will be right back.
you're not going. since a 7.4 magnitude earthquake rocked the quaint town of Hawkins, 80 miles outside of Indianapolis, in an event that seismologists are calling a natural disaster of near unprecedented scale. The death toll now stands at 22, but with hundreds more filling Roan County hospitals and many more still missing, officials expect those numbers to rise. only the latest tragedy to befall this once safe town. Most recently, a string of high school students were killed in a series of ritualistic murders which have been linked to a local satanic cult known as Hellfire. Eddie Munson, the leader of this cult and prime suspect in the murders, has been missing since the earthquake and is presumed dead. But this offers little comfort to the people of Hawkins, who are scared, angry, and searching for answers. Why their town? What have they done to deserve so much suffering? A growing chorus believes the two recent tragedies are linked, claiming the Munson murders opened a doorway between worlds, a doorway, they say, into hell itself. Are you hearing this? They're now calling it a doorway into hell. Great. More hysteria. Just what we need. It's the news. Now indistinguishable from the tabloids. Hey, Nance. I found some more of your old stuff in the attic. Mr. Rabbit. It's okay if you want to save him, you know. No, he'll be more loved in a new home. I'm going to order a pizza. Pizza?
are never going on vacation again, you hear me? In fact, you can forget about college. You are staying right here. You okay? Yeah, yeah I'm okay. But, Jonathan... This isn't an earthquake.
All right, I'm back. So, you know, just to jump and to piggyback, uh, pun intended, on what I was talking about before, which is the gang all meeting again. You know, Mike's back um, home with the gang and everyone meeting again. This is one of my favorite moments and just the way they're talking to each other and everything is just beginning to come full circle once again. And it's just, uh, uh, it's just so great to see all of this because... It feels like we're getting back to what the show was, which I love all these big, huge storylines and things that they've been doing with the uh, with the seasons, um, with, with, with the series throughout the season so far. But it's just really good just to get down, get back down to that simple storyline of just these, you know, this group of people, these kids, these adults and dealing with what they're dealing with separately and just getting back to that and like we have to defeat the monster and this is such a simple story but it's so well done and it's so nuanced and complex and you know at uh objective here it's just one of these shows that it's just once it's gone it's gonna be uh sorely missed and but i i i think we can really uh really jump into some some really uh wonderful things moving forward now there's the moment where lucas is in the where he's in the hospital and it's just uh, just him sitting there reading to uh, max he he's of course gone through this you know semi beat down uh by a jason and his eye is swollen he's he's basically he's he's you know really gone through a battle and he's sitting there reading to her and he's looking at her hoping he sees some kind of response as he's reading he looks up just these little subtle things he is such a great actor that um that uh Caleb is is doing within this uh episode or, or Lucas and he he just conveys so much just through these little small short glances here and there and just the heaviness that's on his heart and these characters are really going through a lot at this point especially at such a, uh, a young age you know um, having to save the world having to deal with just their regular everyday teenage things as well on top of that this can't be uh, be easy um, and definitely not easy from a narrative uh, storytelling standpoint and they are uh just just dealing with a lot of this you know constant you know constant you know issues problems you know insert you know whatever issue they're, they're having and on top of that they're dealing with these major things like actually saving the world which is what they're doing you know dustin as well he's going through he's, he's going to go through his uh his his uh separate trauma and things that he's going to be going through losing uh eddie but it was really uh it was really good to see all of them in the uh, hospital as they have met again and 11 is looking and she doesn't know exactly what she wants to do but like i said i've always compared this season this season is really the empire strikes back and vecna is definitely vader in, in every sense of the word, because they have that because Vegna and everything in the Upside Down has struck back and has struck back really hard, 
and Eleven, you can see her later, later on when she's back in Hopper's cabin and they're trying to clean up. She doesn't know exactly what to do with all that. She doesn't know how to unpack that. And for her, that is a really, really hard, hard pill to uh, to swallow. And she is just, she just doesn't know what to, uh, what to, uh, what to do at this, at this point. And I just love the music that was playing uh, as Steve, Robin, Dustin um, were, were going into the Hawkins High School to, uh, to, to volunteer. It was just one of the greatest things that I possibly uh, have, have, have seen. And just, just this music, it just really had this, um, it really sounded a lot like an after school special, you know, you'd hear in the, um, in the 80s, you know, they really captured that feel, and that's something that they've consistently and constantly done throughout the entire series, It's just capture those feelings, bottle it, and I just don't know how they were able to continue to, uh, to do all of this on, 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 in such a, a influential way, and just to make you have all of these feelings, and this is exactly what this moment did. And it was just such a, you know, such a small moment, but it was something that had such a big, such a, such a great impact on uh, on everything that we were feeling in this moment as they go into uh, to volunteer. And Dustin um, and um, Robin, rather, and her peanut butter uh, uh, girlfriend. Just this the the whole back and forth between them two and, and how you can tell that there's so much there's so much alike and they just really really are hitting it off because they are very similar in so many different ways just over peanut butter and and jelly sandwiches and and, and I just I just loved this this whole whole scene and how everything once again is just coming full circle and then Steve just admiring. Uh, Robin and just really thinking he's a bit silly, but he's just loving every bit of it because he's so happy to see her happy and just to, you know, to have that counterbalance to her somewhat, you know, although um, uh, uh, Tammy's a little bit of the same person, but there's these slight differences between the two where they seem like they would balance each other off really well. And I think this is, um, this is something, like I said, this is a, a credit to the to the writers of the show, the producers of the show, just everyone, I, you know, they've done such a bang-up job with, you know, in this entire, entire show. And then Dustin and Mr. Munson's, uh, Munson's talk, uh, about Eddie, and this was, once again, Dustin, in this moment, um, the actor, uh, he just does such a great job and just bringing out that true raw emotion and and pulling us all in and even Mr. Uh, Mr. Munson him just talking about everything uh, about you know because at first he thought he was you know Dustin was going to be like ah you need to take that down we don't need this you know saint worshiper or whatever you know you know just some completely biased bullshit but it was just so well the way he played that out and how he gave him back uh, Eddie's uh, pick, a uh, pick that he uh, helped really save the uh, town of Hawkins and how that was just so, uh, so, 
so much so important to his character and everything that was going on how at those very moments he didn't run away he he really sat there and he told mr monson uh, that he was a hero. He wasn't just, you know, just not a bad kid, but he was a hero. He was so important to everything. He saved, basically, he saved Dustin's life, but he saved truly everyone's, uh, everyone's life. And for him to, uh, you know, for him to be so heavily maligned by everyone and everyone not really knowing the truth, it really was one of the very rare moments where I was like, we gotta rectify this somehow we, we we have to clear all of this up and clear Eddie's name because he was such a beloved uh, character and I think that this is uh, this is I think this is one of the things that they're going to do in season five I think it would be a great injustice to the character uh, if they don't do this which I think they probably most likely they will and then there's Jonathan and Nancy's talk uh, while fixing up uh, uh, Hopper's cabin. And we can see that the, the, the dynamic between the two of them is starting to really, really change now. It's really starting to unravel. And, you know, you, you can see that Nancy is starting to slowly but surely drift back to, to Steve. I don't have high hopes. I know we've said this basically every season for the last two seasons. But I don't have high hopes for Steve. I think he is truly, he's really going to uh, going to sacrifice uh, himself in in this final season because he's always been the babysitter. He's he's you know I guess some somewhat lived past his expiration date as far as characters on the show. But his character has become one of the most beloved characters he's one of my favorite characters because he's just so he's so different in, in everything in the way he's really being uh being uh, portrayed so i i i really hope that they um they they keep him around but i don't know if that's going to be exactly what's what's going to happen but this this whole thing with uh, nancy and jonathan just them really pulling apart and this like i said once again this is is so true to true life and how things truly really happen it's just not like all of a sudden we just break up and we're just not together it's just like a slow pulling apart and just different interests and um and jonathan definitely has has some different uh, interests there and nancy is completely changing uh and we can just see that 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 unraveling and, and pulling apart but um i really enjoy uh their uh, their their character arcs and what they're doing with them. I'm gonna take a uh, brief break and I'll be right back. We appreciate that. Do you want a tax receipt for it? Um, no. I don't think that we need one. Thank you, though. But is there anything else that we can do to help? 
Okay, then we sort by age. We've got infants, girls, boys, men, women. Oh, is anything too bad shoes? peanut butter and it's crunchy stuff. Robin. Hi. What are you doing here? I am... I, I am making PB&Js. Right, yeah, yeah no, duh, of course. Uh, I, I am also making PB&Js, as it so happens. <laughs> cool. Hey, uh, I'm... I'm Sorry if that came out weird. What are you doing here? I didn't mean it like, what are you doing here? I just meant like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, wow, nice surprise. Great to see you. Uh, I didn't take it as anything negative. Okay, good, 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 good. No, no, I, I'm sorry. My brain's just been a little frazzled lately. Cause... Of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan. Um, it's my boyfriend. What well, was my boyfriend. Um, he was visiting and took one look at all this. And let's just say it's not what he was envisioning for his spring break. He was like, I'm out of here, back to Purdue, good luck, Vic. Okay, which ultimately, yeah, it's fine, and it's bordering on a good thing, because, I mean, he was really grating on me. I mean, he's the type of person who trashes fast times because it has no plot. I mean, as soon as he said that, I should have just ended things right there, and... and... Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, I am rambling about my dumb boyfriend when there are people out there suffering who need food. And I have just made a peanut butter on peanut butter monstrosity. what's wrong with me um it's like sometimes my mouth is moving faster than my brain and it's like this runaway train and i cannot seem to get it to stop no matter how hard i try you know what i mean uh yeah i think i know what you mean it's a gift oh you're welcome for me mm. oh you really should oh have. but i did oh but i did i just don't even deserve it Thank you. Early birthday. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Mr. Munson? I'm Dustin Henderson. Can we talk? Can't imagine we got anything to talk about. My nephew is innocent. He's still missing. I'll put up as many posters as I need till he's found. Good day to you. I was with him. I was with him when the earthquake hit. And where is Eddie now?
I wish everyone had gotten to know him. Really know him. Because they would have loved him. Mr. Munson. They would have loved him. Even in the end. He never stopped being Eddie. Despite everything. I never even saw him get mad. He could have run. He could have saved himself. But he fought. He fought and died to protect this town. This town that hated him. He isn't just innocent. Mr. Munson, he's... He's a hero. a total disaster yeah well that's a bit of a problem i mean i get we gotta hide supergirl and all but this isn't exactly like a fortress of solitude man it's more like a fortress of grodiness come on guys seriously i've seen mike's room look worse than this oh brutal dude <laughs> water still works and voila cleaning supplies like he's gathering mushrooms. He's a little on the eccentric side. Oh, welcome to the club, right? Yeah, welcome to the club. Hey, Nancy? Yeah? Sorry I wasn't here. Oh, I mean, to be honest, I'm kind of glad you weren't. I just mean I'm glad you were with Mike. And Will. And I'm, I'm glad you're here, too. Otherwise, who'd have been in charge? Steve. <laughs> He's actually grown up quite a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Hey. Yeah? Are we okay? It's just, you know, it's hard. I feel like life keeps throwing things in the way of our big plans. Yeah, it sure seems like that. You think it's uh, too late to throw saving the world on your college resume? Your, your application letter. Not that it matters 
at all anymore. But did it ever come? No. No. Not yet. starting to think he was right that's crap if it wasn't for her if she hadn't left the lab max wouldn't be alive right now. i know she's, she's um she's never lost before not like this she'll have another chance let's hope not let's hope one is dead and rotting he's not now that i'm here in hawkins I can feel him, and he's hurt, he's hurting, but he's still alive. It's strange knowing now who it was this whole time, but I can still remember what he thinks and how he thinks, and he's not going to stop, ever, not until he's taken everything. And everyone. We have to kill him. And we will. We will.
went to your conference. That was quite the experience. I'm back. So this particular part of the um, of the episode is just one of my one of my favorite favorite parts because there's so much going on and there's so much information just in these last moments of the um, of the episode that is just given to us. I mean, it's just fed fast and furious. And there's a moment when Will tells Mike that he can still feel Vecna now that he's back in Hawkins. So this changes a lot. This changes pretty much everything. And he also says that, you know, it's been him all along. It wasn't the Mind Flayer, which I think this is a little bit of retconning. But, you know, of course, I'm going to keep saying that, right? Because it doesn't go fully along with my, uh, with my theories but anyway um it's not about me it's about the podcast right so <laughs> anyway i think that this is one of the best moments because we we get this full circle of everything and him realizing everything that has been going on this entire time and him just you know but it was a little bit sudden i will i will i will say that and i, I don't know if it was the way it was written or the way it was played it was a bit uh it was a bit sudden to say the uh to say the least and but it was effective and it and it worked pretty well so at the end of the day that's truly what it's all about and uh, will at this moment cuz you know cuz and and reason why i say it's so it was so sudden was because just all of a sudden out of nowhere he just gets this this you know that that look of fear on his face and you know he gets the uh the goosebumps on the on the uh, nape of his neck and we really can can see him just you know turning on a dime in that very moment I, I don't know if that was because the gates had been opened and we started to see this debris falling from the sky from the uh from the upside down and you know there was a clear link or there is a clear link between him and Vecna and I can see him really going down a dark path once again as like in season one but now he has more information and he has a lot to uh to grapple with and uh I think that Will is going to be a very important um part definitely a big part in the uh, final season of Stranger Things. And then Eleven tries to find Max in the void, but she can't. And this is another instance of her not winning in this moment. And the Empire has definitely struck back in this very moment because she's 
at a loss in so many words and she doesn't know exactly what she needs to do but you know because she has these these newfound powers that we're starting to realize and figure out but she hasn't figured any of that out either so it's it's really hard to see her go through all these things and try to fully truly fully bring back Max in this in these uh, circumstances but she but she can't and because she goes into the void and she's looking around and she can't find Max it's complete darkness there's there's nothing there so I'm wondering if um, I know this has been floated floated around a little bit this uh, particular theory but maybe Vecna still uh, still has her because she didn't fully die but he still has this curse over her. And I think this is going to be something that's going to really play out uh, more in the uh, final season of Stranger Things. And then we get the one of the best moments um, that I, I really liked in this particular part of the episode. Really in this season overall. Because this is what we've been looking for. Because, you know, these characters haven't seen one another at all. But there's Hopper and Eleven's warm embrace. And just the emotion, the way this was played out, and the way they are truly, you know, truly caring for one another. And just seeing them just, just you know, just, just their embraces to, to one another. And oh, it was just such a heavy moment and but it played out so true because it was so subdued just Hopper's reaction but I think a lot of that has to do with just what he had gone through and Eleven showing emotion but it, like I said it was just so subdued and I think that in reality that's how a situation like that would play out because she couldn't uh, Eleven couldn't believe that Hopper was there, but she never gave up, just as she had said. And Hopper was like, "I know." It was almost like a, uh, you know, a Harrison Ford moment in um, in A New Hope in the very beginning, where he's talking to Princess Leia, and he, you know, he basically says something, you know, to that same effect. You know, I, I know, and it's, it's just it's just so so fun to uh, to see how they are really getting along with each other when I say getting along I'm talking about just the way they interact with one another and how they basically forgiven all of everything that had happened in uh, in season three because they really had some uh, contentions and they really didn't leave on the best of uh, of terms at the uh, at the end of that and she didn't know whether or not he was still alive because as far as she known he died uh, while closing the gate with Joyce and Joyce also in this uh, in this moment is just like I said so subdued but it was it played so much better in that moment because I, th I think that if they had gone over the top and so much emotion maybe possibly it would have taken uh, a little bit away from the entirety of the scene and I don't think that that would have worked as well but you know we, at this point we probably won't know but I think that that uh, Eleven Hopper Joyce just the whole crew the whole gang 
just really getting together and meeting again. Uh, it was one of the best, uh, best parts of, um, of this episode. And then Will gets a chill at the back of his neck as the, uh, the clouds start to get gray. And debris starts falling from the upside down and starts to, to shower down. And we know that something big is, is coming. Something huge is on the horizon. And it, the whole temperature of the warm embraces and everything, all of that changes to something almost uh, apocalyptic, apocalyptic, right? And it's just so, so wonderful just to see these, these turns on a dime and just what they were uh, seemingly uh, experiencing in this moment it was something bigger than all of them and it's like now they are realizing something in bigger and not only them and what I and what I loved about this particular scene is not only they were seeing this but the whole town was seeing this this was something different and I guarantee you that you know because of the the seeds that that uh, Jason sown throughout the entire season you're going to have uh, a lot of people thinking this is the gates of hell being opened because of him and all of this and uh, I'm just really interested to see how all of that is uh, is truly really going to uh, going to play out and then, of course, you know, like I said, just mentioned briefly, there there was the entire town that comes out to see the debris falling. And everyone is just in awe as to what's going on. Even little Holly, uh, little Miss Wheeler there with her mother Karen is, uh, is seeing this ash fall from the sky or this you know debris don't know exactly what it is but this debris falling from the sky and she's saying it's snowing and you know of course uh, Mrs. Wheeler Karen corrects her in that moment but I, I, I'm just really afraid for what's going to happen with them and what's going to happen with and to a lot of our characters moving into this fifth season because we know as soon as we uh, get into the fifth season, it's going to basically be um, be balls to the wall, just nonstop action, as the Dumb Brothers have uh, pretty much said. And as we know right now, there are going to be eight episodes, and the episodes are not going to be uh, as nearly as long as they were in this fourth season. But that could that could definitely change uh, throughout the entire month of August. They were writing and they're doing some um, some re-edits and some you know as far as the. Uh, the script goes so they're going to be working on that and they're going to start filming uh at the end of this year beginning of this year so there's going to be a lot of news going on a lot of things that are going to happen so i can't wait to uh to get into and to cover a lot of uh, a lot of that but i i think this is going to be one of the best seasons and i can almost see like they said there's going to be this time jump because of the ages and everything and i think we're going to see a time jump Fast forward to where, you know, right after the event of when everything is falling from the upside down, the upside down is basically colliding with the real world. I think we're going to get probably a two-year jump 
and uh, and there's going to be a lot that's going to go on, and we're going to see them basically where there's you know these upside down monsters are everywhere. These demogorgons, they're they're taking people out all over the place, and it's you know apocalyptic pretty much uh, to say the very least. So I'm really interested in seeing it, almost like a uh, a Walking Dead type uh, type world to where they have to really call in the forces, and that's why I say this is why I think that. Uh, that Kali will definitely be back along with uh, maybe a couple others we haven't uh, seen as much. But um, I, I just enjoyed this entire season. I really enjoyed it, and uh, and I, I'm so hoping to be back. Um, I will be back in about uh, in about three weeks, and I'll start covering a lot of these um, a lot of these. Um, new movies uh not necessarily new movies but movies from the 80s so that's going to be really fun uh to cover and i can't wait to uh to jump into uh all of that but anyway i will see you guys when i'm back in a couple of weeks to uh, cover something a bit different and like i said um when we get our, when we come across some uh some huge news from the stranger things world i definitely will uh chime in here and there um, up until then and of course that will continue on even throughout the uh, the 80s movies uh, episode so I'm really looking forward uh, to that so I'll see you guys in the Upside Down
From the cradle bars comes a beckoning voice, a spinning. You have no choice. 